everyone and welcome back to my podcast. Today I will be talking about a topic that I find really interesting for many reasons. In this episode, I will be doing an analysis of two classic comedy films. Hollywood film Coming to America starring the hilarious Eddie Murphy and Hollywood hit film A Sophia in London starring one of Nigeria's funniest and most popular actors in Kemowo. Both films share the same theme of an African coming to the West. In this case, the United States and the United Kingdom, respectfully, respectively, and um, both films use a comedic approach to explore themes of cultural difference, globalization, and immigration. However, these two films could not be more different, which is what I want to get into today. The big question I am asking in this episode is, how does the same type of story become different when represented from different perspectives? How does the Western gaze affect the way we look at themes of cultural difference, globalization, and immigration? Coming to America tells the coming to the West story through the Western gaze for a Western audience with Western actors and Western ideas, and it inadvertently reinforces colonial narratives and stereotypes about Africans. The gaze in film and media studies refers to the lens through which subjects such as characters, settings, ideas, and so on are perceived and understood. And as we have learned in class, the Western gaze reflects subjects from a Western point of view. Subjects are judged by Western standards and Western ideals are often projected onto them. What makes looking at coming to America interesting is that often when we talk about the Western gaze, we're often referring to the Eurocentric point of view. However, coming to America is made up of a predominantly African-American cast, but is directed by John Landis, a white man. This makes the topic of discussion today even more complex because it exposes how the Western gaze could be Eurocentric, even though it is acted through black bodies and explores the ways in which people of color in the West in some ways perpetuate colonial discourses, either knowingly or unknowingly. A brief summary of Coming to America. The film was released in 1988 and tells the story of a crown prince from a fictional African country, Zamunda, and his journey to the United States to find himself and find true love. Asofia in London, on the other hand, present an African point of view of the coming to the West narrative, while simultaneously poking fun at existing stereotypes of Africans that permeate the Western world. The film was released in 2003 and tells the story of an unfortunate village man who is always down on his luck. When he gets a message that his brother in London has passed on, leaving him his entire estate in his will, Asofia travels to London to claim his inheritance. Both films start off practically the same way. In the opening scenes of both films, we see African landscapes. And I say African in quotes because Coming to America is not actually filmed in Africa. And the landscape in Osofia in London appears to be a film effect and not an actual video. Uh, But both films also start off with African music playing in the background. In Coming to America, the background music is in Bube by South African group Ladysmith Black Mombazo. And in Osofia in London, the background music is traditional Igbo instrumental music. I think the fact that both films start off in this way uh, tells us how we imagine stories about Africa to begin with. We look at the landscape, listen to the traditional music. And I feel like this is a trope that we see um, in many films set in Africa or 
are talking about Africans. As you hear from the clips, animal sounds are also included in the background music, which calls to mind another common motif in African representation, the land of wildlife and exotic animals. One thing that struck me when watching both films is the different ways they create a contrast between Africa and the West. In Coming to America, Zamunda is depicted as socially backward with archaic conservative values and cultures, while America is represented as the land of liberty, equality, and individualism. In the film, Akim is unsatisfied with the way things are done in Zamunda, so he wants to go to a place where he can be his own person, a place where women are opinionated and have the freedom to express those opinions, and where everyone is an individual unburdened by the traditions of their community. Here's a clip from the film where Akim expresses these ideas. This trip is an excellent idea. 40 days of fornication. Simi, I have something else in mind. Tell no one of this. I intend to find my bride. What is wrong with the one you have now? When you saw her tell me you did not want to rip her clothes off right then and there. I want a woman that's going to arouse my intellect as well as my loins. Where will you find such a woman? In America. The land is so big. The choice is so infinite. In effect, coming to America has thus established a dichotomy between Africa and the United States of America, placing the U.S. as a superior place with progressive values and Africa as a harmfully conservative environment. It actually sounds awkward to me to compare a country with the whole continent, but that is what happens as a result of movies like Coming to America. Samuda is giving no background context. We don't know which region in Africa it is located in. We don't know anything about its history or politics. All we know is that it's a country in Africa. And as such, when we think of Zamunda, we just think of Africa. There is no individual identity of the country. It is just Africa. And I know that this is just a comedy film, but nothing truly exists in a vacuum. A film like this has wider implications for the people it is representing and the audience it is representing those people too. This is why we cannot just consume media. We have to be critical and ask more from those involved in the production and distribution of media. So now back to Sofia in London. In Osofia in London, England is represented as a place with strange customs and practices. Osofia is shocked to see teenagers smoking cigarettes. He rushes to cover up a young girl's bare legs because he believes her skirt is too short. And he's shocked when she slaps him for invading her personal space. To him, a girl who is young enough to be his daughter shouldn't physically assault him for trying to correct him. Osofia is also confused by British cuisine and he finds it to be bland and inadequate and much like 
and much unlike his African cuisine that he's used to. So he accuses his brother's butler and his brother's fiance of starving his brother to death and attempting to starve him as well by feeding him such inadequate cuisine. In the film, England is also represented as a place where anyone can be defrauded, which is ironic because around the time that this movie was released and even to today, Nigerians have been represented as fraudulent people in the global media. Cybercrime, or 419 as it is called by Nigerians, was very prevalent in the 2000s and many people, especially people in the global north, fell victim to scammers from Nigeria who duped them of lots of money. It was so popular that the joke of the Nigerian prince, which was the moniker used by these scammers, featured in many Hollywood films and TV shows during that time and even till today. I think it's interesting that this film has been able to flip the script and present the narrative of fraudulent people onto English people as opposed to Nigerian people because this is now a film that is coming out from Nollywood. So Nigerians are the ones with the power to create their own narrative to suit them as opposed to when an African film is coming out of Hollywood and Americans or whoever is involved in making the film are the ones with the power and the ones who are creating the narrative that suits them. Another thing that stood out to me is that McDonald's is featured in both of these films, albeit in different ways. In Coming to America, one of the central points of the film is McDowell's, the fast food restaurant where Akeem and his royal companion, Semi, work, that is owned by the father of Lisa, Akeem's love interest. Reference is made to the actual McDonald's as one of the comedic plot lines that McDowell's is a ripoff of the original restaurant franchise. In Osofia in London, one of the restaurants Osofia attempts to eat at is McDonald's and he tries to order Nigerian food from the menu but was told they only served food like burgers and fries. I find this interesting because McDonald's is one of those institutions that represents commercialism in the West and to many Africans with little knowledge of the West, McDonald's is the ultimate personification of foreignness. McDonald's has come to be a symbol of capitalism and globalization as it continues to open up branches across the world and bring with it its American influence on the culture of whichever location it is found in. In Osofia in London, we see how Western commercialism influences African culture through globalization. When news goes round the village that Osofia is traveling to London, many are excited and see it as an honor that one of their own is leaving their small village and traveling overseas. The local secondary school teacher remarks that Osofia's return will result in development for the community. Now, can you come out in front of the class for them to see you? She is the daughter of Maze Osofia Mokori, the man who is going to London. As you may have known, not many of indigenous of our community have gone to London. So it's one of the best things that has happened to this village this year. And I have no doubt in my mind that by the time he will come back, he will bring a lot of development in the community. In another scene, Osofia's daughters tell him all the things they want him to bring back when he returns. And that very long. If you want cocoa, 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 cocoa
Which one is makeups? Oh, the lipstick and eyeshadow. Hey, Papa, I want a mini skirt. Mini skirt. Look at where you're placing your hand. Short skirt that will be short like this. Short skirt so that it will be like what you do. All these things mentioned are items they associate with Western culture, and Osofia's travel makes it possible for them to be connected to Western culture as a result of globalization. So back to my research question, how does the Western gaze affect the way we look at themes of cultural difference, globalization, and immigration? From what I've discussed earlier, we can tell that the Western gaze privileges the Western point of view above others. In coming to America, less than a third of the film takes place in Zamunda. In the rest of the film that takes place in America, we see a fully fleshed out and dynamic culture, whereas in the part of the film that takes place in Zamunda, we just get one narrative, a single story. In Osofia in London, about a third of the film takes place in Osofia's village, and here we see different parts of Osofia's life in the village. In the rest of the film that takes place in London, we also see different aspects of Osofia's adjustments to life in London. The Nollywood movie does not privilege one perspective over another, but shows both sides, unlike the Hollywood movie. What we learn from this is that in order to avoid the Western gaze, a film has to decenter the Western perspective and reflect multiple viewpoints in a fair and balanced way. Perhaps this is one of the factors that contributed to Black Panther's success. In Black Panther, Africans were represented on screen in an entirely different way. Here we have a cast of actors of African and Caribbean descent. Daniel Kaluuya is British Ugandan. Lupita Yongo is of Kenyan descent. Denai Gurara is of Zimbabwean descent and many more. These actors bring in their African perspectives to the film and add to its authenticity. In Black Panther, African culture was not presented in an othered way, but rather as normal and even as a superior culture and civilization. This is not to say that there aren't many ways in which Black Panther was problematic, because there are, but I believe that Black Panther was able to learn from the mistakes of his predecessors and correct some of the issues present in older films. In conclusion, I thoroughly enjoyed rewatching both Coming to America and Osofia in London. They are truly hilarious films in their own ways, and I recommend you check them out. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week. Bye.